Hello, and welcome to Askler here on Loading Ready Run. My name is Graham, and joining me on Askler this month is Adam. Hello. And Kathleen. I have a headache. That's why I look like this. <laughs> and Paul is over there on tech. Uh, a reminder, the way that Askler uh, goes is that if you join this channel as a YouTube member, then every month when Heather puts up a community post to solicit questions, you get to ask those questions. And now we're here to answer those questions. That's the asking part of the Askler, we're the lure part. Mm -hmm. See, we work together as a team, you and we, and it's great. <clears throat> I will not guarantee that I'm going to be a productive or contributing <laughs> member of this team. Yeah, that's fair. Team sports aren't my jam. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've never been good at them, frankly. The only time I ever got kudos in gym class was we were playing handball mm -hmm. uh, with an older gym class. African or European? And... <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, and we were losing so badly against the older kids that I was like through force of, I don't know, anger. I was like, put me in goal. And I just made sure that some part of my body was between the ball <laughs> and the and the goalie, or and the goal, which is how goalies should operate. But it hurt like hell. Yeah. And then that's the only time I got a, uh, uh, I think I got a B that, that quarter, which normally... C plus for showing up and trying my best, <laughs> yeah. which was not good enough. My best was never good enough oh. in gym class. That's I, wild. Isn't it wild that they gave grades in gym class? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, right? It's like, what is... <laughs> if you wanted an A at Oak Bay High gym class, you had to play on the rugby team. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because the coach, the gym teacher was also the rugby coach, and he basically didn't give a crap unless you were... Oh. Yeah, oh, I didn't even. I don't even know Miserable. what it would have taken me to get a good grade in gym class because <laughs> yeah. I never got one. Yeah. I got a D one semester, and it still didn't really affect me. So I was like, "Oh, good." Yeah. Mm -hmm. then now in, I really can give up. Then I was always kind of athletic, so it's just like gym class wasn't too much of a problem for me. But it is weird looking back. And I'm right? like, why would we ever grade children? How can you tell children you're bad at exercising? <laughs> yeah, but like... in, in the defense of the gym teacher who gave me a D, I didn't try. Yeah, <laughs> that's the key. But even Graham, yeah. like said, he came and he showed up and he tried and yeah. he still got a C. Like, it's just C, like... C plus every every yeah. every semester. That's C wild. Plus. Yeah. Anyway, that, that was a freebie. Nobody asked. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. We're, we're clearly ready to share. Now, can yeah. you tell the girl who is wearing a leather jacket and sunglasses <laughs> yes. indoors didn't not, want to do gym. Not a big fan of gym class. Wearing a, pin that, wearing a pin of a teardrop that says sad songs. That's right. Yeah. Well, also a pin that just says no, which yeah. is typically my reaction to, you know, anything. being asked to do anything in gym. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to the first actual question. This is from Sax Python, who... Uh, Preamb who, uh, as a preamble to this question, said a bunch of very kind words about me and the current state of, you know, what I'm going through and everything, and I appreciate that. And then continued uh, to ask, Graham, what's the coolest thing you've learned because of your treatment? And I have a great answer for this. Yeah. Okay, so um, I didn't talk about this in the episode of Loading Radio Live where I did that whole sort of stand-up routine. Uh, you might have noticed it on some things, but I have in my arm. I have what's called a PICC line. P-I-C-C. -C. I don't remember exactly what the acronym stands for, but the what the the I it's intravenous catheter. It's something intravenous catheter or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's uh, cool, dude. Yeah, without without uh, you know getting a little too you know like too uh, graphic about it. It's it's a tube that goes from like a little spigot mm -hmm. that hangs out of my arm uh, and goes to my heart. 
basically. Uh, and it's great for me and my peace of mind because I don't like needles. And uh, this means that when I'm getting chemotherapy treatments, all the chemo can go in through this through this line. And then when I need to get blood tests to see how the chemo is going, they can take the blood out of this line. Mm -hmm. So it's great. It means I don't have to get needles for the whole duration of this process, which is just awesome for my mental health. But every week they have to change the dressing and make sure that it's all going fine. And it has been going fine. But as part of as part of changing the dressing, they uh, just make sure that it's all still working fine. So they flush it with saline. So they have these little syringes of saline and they go like, just sort of put the saline in. And as soon as the saline goes in, instantly, I smell it. Mm -hmm. It's not in the room. The nurse can't smell it. I smell it. Mm. The second it hits my bloodstream, I smell it. And th this is the most... Every single time, no matter who it was, any nurse or technician, anyone who I asked, I would be, I would say, why can I smell the saline? Yeah, because smell is like, how smell works is there's little particles of stuff that hit receptors on the inside of your nose. Yeah. They're not in your veins. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, but the, the thing is, every time I would say, why can I smell the saline? The response, no matter who I asked, was exactly the same, which was, some people can taste it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, that's not an answer. <laughs> Why can I smell? Why can they taste it? Yeah. Why can I smell it? Yeah. So I looked it up. Uh -huh. And then I've been sharing this with the technicians. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So because it goes directly to my heart, which is very close to the lungs because of the whole oxygen transfer, what's happening is the saline is going straight to my heart. Uh, whatever non-water chemicals are in the saline is immediately going to the lungs and I am breathing it out and smelling it as it uh, exits my body. And people who say that they can taste it are just actually just smelling it because smell and taste are very intrinsically linked. Mm -hmm. So it's it, it, it's so fast because it's going straight to my heart, straight to my lungs and out through my nose. And that's why I smell it instantly. It's not because I'm smelling it in is because it's going out of my body. And every time I tell that to one of the nurses, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, that totally makes sense. So, yeah, that's the most interesting thing I've learned as a, as a result of this treatment. Yeah, it's very strange. Our bodies are weird. Do you hate the smell of saline? I don't love it. <laughs> I don't hate it, but it is like... Not that you liked oh. it before. It's like, were you a saline enjoyer before <laughs> chemo? And then all of a sudden you're like, man, this is really ruined saline for me. The Chad saline enjoyer. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it definitely... It's I mean, it's weird, right? It's like a... It's like a mild wet salt, right? Like I don't know what else to describe it. It's that saline, right? Yeah. But it is. It's a. It's a weird smell. Even I can smell it right now. Yeah. A little bit. There you go. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Get my blood in you. <laughs> mm. You'll have to. You know, like how you can get like custom perfumes done. Mm. You're gonna have to get your custom perfume with notes <laughs> of saline redone. Solution. Like the, oh, the, the, the place me, in Italy? Let me yeah, mark yeah, that yeah. down for Graham's Christmas present. I'll just... Mm. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Memories oh, of saline. saline. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Next question from Deborah Johnson Cortesi. Three of my favorite things to watch LRR play are Drink More Glurp, Gang Beasts, and Jackbox. If you were asked to create a new level for Glurp, a new setting for Gang Beasts, or a new game for Jackbox, what would you create? Uh, in Gang Beasts, there mm. is... There is a wrestling ring. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty straightforward um, map. It's just a wrestling ring. It doesn't come up very often in the rotation. And if you get thrown out of the ring, you you do, like if you touch the floor outside, you get totally eliminated. Uh, Royal Rumble rules. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would like to see um, backstage 
wrestling like the like you would sometimes ha- have in like wcw versus nwo revenge oh, yeah, where you do like the backstage yeah. brawls yeah right with like chairs and ladders and road cases and stuff just like a backstage hallway where they would do like the the brawls and stuff i think That's, i think gang beast could make that entertaining you need to put i mean i've never played gang beast forklift you need to put like a i guess a pit or something because like the whole point of it is like to throw people off stuff right like you can't oh, yeah how do you eliminate someone yeah, it's like you need to eliminate somebody and it's like they go down the ramp <laughs> yeah just throw them into the gorilla position put a couple holes have an actual gorilla <laughs> in the gorilla position yeah, yeah that would be actually really funny yeah that seems like the sort of thing gangbies would do maybe yeah. like a giant gorilla hand comes out and grabs you yeah yeah um uh, I would like to see in Gang Beasts, one, a barge filled with garbage floating down a river. Yeah. <laughs> with lots of stuff you can fling at one another, oh, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Or like a Super Smash Brothers old school level. <laughs> Just actually a level from Smash. Yeah, yeah. Like well, it's huge. Like it's, you can, yeah, it's like 2D. Yeah, yeah. but it's like Such switch the perspective. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the tri-platforms, like the classic, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I think both, both. Both open up a lot of mayhem possibilities. Yeah. I was trying to think of something for Jackbox, but I don't... God, making a new Jackbox game seems like it's hard enough for the people who work at Jackbox. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's got to be something for Glurp, but I can't think of it. I I I only had the Game Beast idea. Glurp would be funny, like, if you had to pick up a hammer and had to nail something. Like, you you had to grab the hammer and then swing the hammer and, like, hit a nail or something. Oh, Oh, uh, just like the 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 strength competition. Yeah, like with the, the bell. bell. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like that, that would be impractical. <laughs> yeah. Love that idea. Yeah. Sweet. All right, let's move on to this question from. Uh oh, I didn't give Paul enough enough uh, opportunity there. Sorry. This is also from Deborah Johnson Cortesi. My husband and I saw an old live episode where you consumed multiple items that were all flavored with pumpkin spice. I do remember that. It was not pleasant. As we head into fall and pumpkin spice pops up everywhere again, I was wondering, what is your favorite pumpkin spice flavored thing? Or if you loathe that particular flavor, what is your favorite flavor of fall? Uh, Hot take, pumpkin pie? Yeah, Mm. I mean, I actually kind of like pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, Yeah, they don't taste like coffee, but I can have normal coffee every other time of the year. Yeah. And this is a cupcake masquerading as coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm sick of this, like, not allowed to enjoy thing. I mean, this is a cold take, but it's just like, I don't know, man. It doesn't affect anyone. Yeah. You know? I hate it when people say they're basic. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, you're not. You're just doing a thing you like. <laughs> I, I say this all the time um, on my music stream uh, because I don't play a lot of popular music. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, not because I don't think it's good. Yeah. I, well, I will say that um, a lot of like really upbeat pop music, I actually, as as one of nature's own goths, I do find uh, like too upbeat music. I find it actually grating and irritating. It's, like it's, it's like it's too happy. It's not for you. I don't want to be happy. Yeah. I don't want to be uplifted. <laughs> Stop that. Yeah. Right. I wish to wallow in my misery, as God intended. Sad songs. Yeah. But anyhow, I do think that like sometimes things are really popular and good because lots of people like them because they're popular and good and enjoyable. So stop shitting on it. Basic just means enjoyed. But you know what else is beloved by lots of people? Bread. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's still good. Love bread. Yeah. Yeah. Love bread. It's like I love cheese pizza. It's like my favorite kind of pizza. I love cheese. Just normal. Just give me a cheese pizza. And it's just like. Wasn't wasn't the last time you were on Askler when Ian and Kathleen started popping off about the the Portofino bread? Cake bread. Yeah. It's just cake. It's It's literally cake. So good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Savory cake. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm trying to think. But I'm not a huge fan of fall because it means winter is coming and not mm. in the Game of Thrones way. Yeah. In oh, like yeah. the... In seasonal the, affective disorder season, way. Yeah. I just just like winter immensely. It's my I don't least think Adam favorite. has seasonal affective disorder so much as he just hates snow. I hate snow. I hate it. Hate snow. Hate snow. This is why you move to the warmest part of Canada yeah. to get mm-hmm. away from it. Well, the warmest part would be like a Soyuz, but that's like no, that's not. I would say on hasty. average, though, it's warmer here. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's not like the sun. It's not. The, it's not BC's summer hotspot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They get a lot of snow in the valley well, too. Climate change. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else would be like a flavor of fall outside of like comfy sweaters. Scarves, tall yeah. boots. All yeah. of these things are great. If eat, you like them. Don't em, eat any of these things. Go go forth. Enjoy your scarf latte. I mean turkey. Mm. Turkey's a flavor of fall, right? Kinda. I mean yeah. it's stuffing. more associated oh, with stuffing. Stuffing greater than turkey. Oh, stuffing latte. There we are. <laughs> Oh. oh my god yeah cranberry cranberry is a legitimate yeah. flavor of fall cranberry yeah years ago we did the we tried the jones soda um oh, like thanksgiving yeah. pack yeah. of paul wasn't one of them one wasn't one of them like turkey and stuffing and it was like it was like yeah that really tastes like turkey and stuffing fizzy thin turkey and stuffing <laughs> it was like wow they've really replicated the flavor this is disgusting yeah well they really nailed it no yeah. thank you yeah, that, was, <laughs> that awesome. was great i never want to put that near me again <laughs> yeah it was it was very impressive and terrible yeah no i i like pumpkins but the pumpkin pie will demolish pumpkin pie yeah yeah i have no self-control no fair yeah. uh bruce clark says we've heard of graham's comedy inspirations but not of kathleen and adam what would you consider your comedy roots Ooh, Kathleen, where do you want me to go? No, I I have a long answer. So go for it. All right. So my comedy roots are as a kid, uh, very at a very young age, like I think like five or something like that. I was given um, I had five peanuts, like like collect those thin collected faucet crest faucet crest volumes. They're like five by seven. They're not very big. Mm-hmm. I had five of them because I had one of my mom's old ones when she, she, from when she was a kid and liked it so much that my dad found four others and bought them for me. I still have them. And now Penelope gets to read them carefully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I read Peanuts comics as a kid. And so I was like, oh, I want to be a cartoonist. This was like at five years old. And then when I was about nine years old, uh, I had to do a lot of killing time at my local library. Um, but my local library had a reasonably well-stocked selection of comics. So I got really into reading Bloom County at nine years old. Oh, wow. And then when I was about maybe 10 or something like that was when I read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for the first time. Mm. And I would say like at the time, 90% of it probably went over my head, but I recognized the, you know, sort of the broad strokes of it. And uh, that's my earliest comedy inspiration is uh, making fun of Republicans in the 1980s and uh, making fun of bureaucracy in the 1970s. I didn't realize that you got into Bloom County so young. Yeah, like to really that I missed the point. I would say one of my first, uh, my I would say actually possibly my first ever crush was Binkley from Bloom County. <laughs> <laughs> so Charles Schultz, Berkeley Breathed, and Douglas Adams. Yeah, that's a that's a fine selection. Honestly. Yeah. 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 Nice. How about you? What sort of what formative comedy do you? Uh, I'm a Simpsons kid. Oh obviously. yeah. I mean, a lot of us are. Uh, Far Side. Oh, love the far side. Yeah, the far side we were, comics. Were, Kathleen and I were joking about cow tools like the other day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one just kills me. Yeah, there's a lot of far side comments that kill me. The one that absolutely murders me is the one where the guy is at a payphone 
and he's like, it's dark, and there's like a light on him, and there's an elephant behind him in a trench coat. And he's like, remember me, Mr. Johnson, Africa, 1954. <laughs> if you if you shoot an elephant, make sure you kill it. Like an elephant never. Forget. Yeah, just like man, that one. I love that one. Also, like there's another one that's like a bunch of like different uh, different pictures of animals and then it's like the ways nature tell you to back off and then there's like a guy in like a he's got like an inner tube and a boot on his head and he's got a bazooka and it's just like for some reason that's just like i don't know man <laughs> stuff like that just yeah Love really the far, side. the far side i read that a lot it's like nature's warning signs yeah. i believe is the caption yeah on nature's that. warning yeah. signs that's what it is yeah that's far side is just like i think actually more than the simpsons far side probably formed the oh, way that good. i like I wasn't look at things. I, I wasn't. Uh, I was in one of the houses. I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons. Really, I was because yeah. I was too young at the time, and it was too. It was too vulgar. Yeah, it was oh. for a cartoon on television. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was. I was. I was told to watch TV and not to bother anyone. Yeah, my yeah. parents did not care. My dad. I mean, I live with my dad, so it's just like he did not. You do not care yeah. what I usually did. Yeah. I, mean. I was to come home and be quiet and not ask for anything. Uh, Boy, good thing you got those Peanuts books. Yeah, and my sister to fight with, you know. <laughs> Hooray. I'm trying uh, to think what, it, like, movies, too. Like, all the Monty Python stuff I watched at an early age, mm-hmm. like Holy Grail and everything. Yeah, it's funny. My parents wouldn't let me watch The Simpsons, but. They let you watch Monty Python? It's so more, so much yeah, worse. so much worse. I think Simpsons like had a bad rap. Monty Python. Yeah. yeah. Simpsons got a bad rap, I think. Like, it was oh, yeah. very much like a cultural thing. Yeah. Where it's like. I think it was that, like. At the time, anyway, like adults were not used to seeing cartoons like, make those yeah, jokes. Lewd carto- yeah, rude right? cartoons. Rude cartoons. Yeah. But Even I, the jokes in Simpsons weren't lewd. No, I know. I yeah, know. They were just like, but yeah. yeah. In retrospect. Yeah. yeah. But, but in retrospect, uh, it was like the CBC. They showed the Simpsons reruns at like 530 at night or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every day I came home from school, I'd get home at like 330 or 4. And Simpsons would be on from like four until five or like yeah. two episodes a day usually is like nice. or three episodes back to back to back. And I would just like watch that, have dinner and then do homework or whatever. That was like my life <laughs> for like years. Yeah. Good life. Cool. Yeah, it's not bad. Next up we have from Eric Schwanier. Graham and Kathleen, I don't know much about your wedding. Uh, I don't know why, you know why you would. Yeah, it was fun. But I have a sibling and a close friend for whom I will be best man, <gasps> each getting married a year from now. Do you have any advice on how to help with both events and maybe specific advice on being a best man? Thanks. I have not, I mean, I haven't, I have not been a best man. You should ask Paul. Paul was my best man. Yeah. I've been but, a best man twice. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. ask Adam. Um, I've been a show maid up, of honor. speech. <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh, I was a matron of honor because I was already married. Oh, that's true. Um, uh, we did not pay extra for like the fancy seat covers, you know, because oh, we, yeah. we just used the the chairs that the venue had. We didn't pay extra for like the you can get like the, the they have like they're draped to the floor and like a bow at the back. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, like for each it. seat, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. a racket! No, oh. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so no one's gonna no care one about the seats. Yeah. Right, like we made sure that like the food was good, yeah. and we made sure that people were gonna have a good time. But no one cares about like the you know it'll look nicer on the photo, I guess. But it's, it's, a shit. it's what a waste of money. There's so much you can get away with not doing, and just focus on the things that people are gonna remember and yeah. have a good time. The about. only thing that people care about at your wedding is that there is uh, booze, either free or as reasonably priced as you can make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we couldn't afford to do an open bar, but we made sure every table got wine mm-hmm. because that was more within our 
budget. Um, food, make sure the food is the best you can. Uh, and uh, that's really about it. Most people are not at a, most people are at a wedding to party. Mm-hmm. So make sure they can have a nice time. Lots of dancing. Oh, here's a, but here's a fun thing is we did like we did a we did a popular song from every year that we had been together. Yeah, we stole this from James, by the way, from James Nashley's wedding. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Blatantly stole this. Uh, yeah. But because we had because we got to include 2010, we did get to put in turn down for we got to dance to turn down for what at our wedding. Yeah, we just picked one. Just a crowd pleaser. Song. I tell you what. Yeah, yeah. still think, it still is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a good, that still, still bring out the kids to the club floor. <laughs> yeah, it still fills a dance floor. So you've been the best man twice. What? Yeah. What's your what's your what's your best manly advice? I don't know. Show up, and read your speech, make sure you knock it out of the park. I don't know. Like, yeah, how do you do that? Uh, well, you simply be awesome. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's just like I didn't really do much extra. I don't think you need to really like buy him a gift or something. Yeah. Like I was for my it brother doesn't... and I was for James. So it's I've, like I've seen a. I've... Oh, and oh no, three times. I've been three. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, my friend Dan, I was the best man at his wedding. I've Aww. seen a variety of uh, tactics mm-hmm. from different best men. And I, 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 I don't think you explicitly have to make it a roast of the groom. No. No, no, no I did not. Don't I never, do that. I've done three I've seen, speeches well, and none of them were a roast. A couple, you can have like a, you can, you yeah. can have like a joke or two at their expense. But I've yeah, seen, yeah. I've seen some best man speeches that are like, all right, settle in. And it is just like. <laughs> Like, this is not the time for airing of grievances. No, it's not. Wait till they're divorced, God. <laughs> this is not. This is not HBO. Like you are not. Who's the guy? God. Norm Macdonald. No, the roast guy. I can picture him. Curly hair. I mean, that could still be Norm Macdonald. It could be Norm Macdonald. Yeah, but I'm thinking of he's at all the roasts. Like I think the I know roast who you're of, thinking of. Yeah, I can't yeah. picture. I can picture him. I can't think of his name. But anyway. Yeah, as as a matron of honor, because I well I was uh, my two my two best friends uh, married each other, uh, and I think the only barb I got in was the you know, and I'm so glad that they fell deeply in love several years after I told them that they were good for one another. <laughs> but That's, now I'm here. Like that was as far as I went. That yeah. was that was that was well earned though. <laughs> Because you did. You were like, you two would be great. And they were like, no. You were there. You never. How long did I spend going, now kiss? (laughs) Yeah. Now kiss. Anyhow. And then they they did. And they're perfect for each other. They are still very happily married. But your job as the maid of honor, the matron of honor, the group, the best man, the best person. The best friend, whatever. The best friend. uh, Your job is just to make sure that they have a great day. So if uh, when Adam and Lindsay were getting their wedding photos done... There something happened where like some help needed, like the venue was not set up yeah. properly. I don't really remember it because it wasn't really that much of a big deal. But I was kind of like, all right, because like no family members are around because they're also getting pictures. So it's your job to be like, hey, is there an issue? What is the issue? How can I solve it? Which mostly consisted of me telling like, okay, you two want to help. You two go set up over there because you are eager, but you don't have anything to do. Who else wants something to do? Okay, you make sure that's done. All right, you go help the florist carry in the flowers. Yeah, no, no one, no one our age can afford like a like a wedding planner. So like mm-hmm. the bridal party's job on the day is to make sure that any possible friction uh, is just it dealt bounces with. off you and not and the person whose important day it is. Yeah, and the the people getting married don't have to worry about it or even realize that it happened. Yeah, yeah. The the, <laughs> yeah. the only thing the bride and groom should be doing is getting day drunk. Yeah. I would say that, like, my biggest advice, I guess, for the speech part, too, is, like, yeah, don't roast them, but also, like, you're kind of trying to highlight what's so great about them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not even just the couple, but that one 
if you don't know the couple that well, then just focus on focus on the, the person you're doing or yeah, bride yeah. or whatever. And you're it's just okay trying to, to make ask. everyone, yeah. <laughs> be like, hey, why do you like your partner so much? <laughs> yeah, you know, pump them for a little information. They don't. You don't have to like. They don't have to know. You can secretly record the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're in a, if you're in, uh, you know, one of the states that allows that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> British Columbia does. Yeah. One party consent. That's the most, <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> and just you know, works that into just be like they love this just person because wearing a wire. Yeah. yeah. Can you like tell me why? <laughs> so why? What do you what do you like about him so much? Yeah, Adam, if you could tell me what you love about Lindsay, but could you talk directly into my chest? Yeah, yeah. please, just Pl- uh, platonically, obviously. Kathleen's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, friend is also named Adam. Yeah, yes, different, oh different yeah, Adam. different Adam. Yeah. yeah. Next question from Daniel: What are you reading right now? Oh. Uh, I've read this book a billion times, but I have a friend that I get on like a uh, video call with. And I've been reading her uh, Best Served Cold by Joe Abercrombie. We have book club like a couple times a week. Cool. And I've been reading it out loud. And um, it's still very good. It's a, it's a revenge story. And it's, uh, it's, it's my favorite book ever. And uh, it's just like even rereading it again like out loud to somebody and like seeing someone else experience it when I get to like – the Basically, it's like the story of like there's this lady named Monza, and she's a general in a, like a mercenary army, hmm. and her and her brother are like running the army, and then for this, they're hired by this duke, and the duke betrays them, kills her brother, and then throws her off a mountain, like off a like a balcony that his wow. castle's on, and but she survives, and then she gets like put back together basically by this weird like apothecary guy. And then she escapes and then puts together a group of, like, ragtag, like, a Dirty Dozen-style, like, revenge story. Oh, nice. And she makes a list, like, an Arya Stark-style list of, like, I'm going to kill all these people that were in the room when my brother died. Hmm. And it's just, like, that's the whole thing. Cool. And it's just, like, it's an incredible story. It's very violent. But so if that turns you off, then don't read that story. But uh, I think it's, I don't know. I cannot say enough good things about that book. Sweet. Yeah. Are you reading anything at the moment? I mean, I'm always reading Wikipedia. <laughs> but, like, that's just, like, just... Well, it counts that's... as reading. I think, like, we... When people say they don't read, it's like, yeah, we a lot of us read, but we're just reading articles or, like... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> still counts, right? Yeah. I'm also trying to get through a uh, uh, book of Kurt Vonnegut short stories because I mm. like his writing style. And I like to... I like to read authors which i think i you know could learn some lessons from their writing um and because i was reading somehow oh yeah i was listening to a tim heidecker song yes of tim and eric but i associate him with music because that's the kind of person i am uh called sirens of titan and i and somebody was like oh that's a kurt vonnegut reference and i hadn't heard of that kurt vonnegut book so i looked up the plot summary on wikipedia uh, and i was like boy dollars to donuts i bet that this uh based on reading the plot summary alone i was like i bet um that Douglas Adams, my one of my favorite authors of all time, was influenced by this book. And then reading further down the article, I was like, uh, "Oh, here's a here's a part where it talks about Douglas Adams and his in, and his, how he took influence from this book when he was writing Hitchhiker's Guide." Well, good for me. So I was like, "All right, I should read that." But they didn't have Sirens of Titan at the library, uh, and also it seems like a real drag, like most Kurt Vonnegut books do. To be honest with you, uh, so I picked up a short story collection instead. That was good. Cool. 
I'm not reading anything right now. I uh, it's the brain fog. I'm, I I yeah, I find it difficult to focus on television, uh, let alone you know sitting down and reading a book. I'm not, not playing a bunch of video games. Magic, luckily, I can still focus on, but mm-hmm. not doing much of anything. These so days. you're reading flavor text. Oh, so much. <laughs> yeah. Next, Ben Zerba asks, "What's the most unexpected lesson you've learned through loading Ready Run?" Ooh. 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 I don't have an answer for this, like, ready. I don't have one, like, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unexpected lesson. I'm going to file everything I've learned about, like, uh, um, audio editing. Because I didn't... Mm. This is not something I never set out to do. No. In a million years would I have, sure ever I have imagined I would do something. Like, the like what I do now. Uh, but I'm glad I learned it all. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, I learned that, like, less is more. Mm-hmm. A lot, especially from YouTube, like as far as like editing stuff and like mm. learning how to like cut things down and like really kind of like eviscerate something to the point where it's like, you know, those things that you like aren't as good as you think they are. Oh, it's you so know? hard. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. It's like all the things you think are great are not. No, they're but, not. They're just filler. You but know? I made all this stuff. Yeah. But, but do you need it? Yeah. It's like, do you need it? I don't know no. if I need it, but I want it. Do you know what I do to make myself feel better when I'm that? like, when I'm like editing something that I know I need to like really cut down? Like when we do the pack openings for a PPR, mm-hmm. you know, we have like eight people opening packs. Everybody takes... 15 minutes to open their packs times eight people two hours two hours worth of work i need to get that to be 15 minutes total so i need to take it down to one eighth so what i do is like obviously there's lots of good stuff from everyone and i feel really bad about cutting it so i put a like a big chunk of like i put a big chunk of slug in which is just like empty timeline and at the end of the timeline i put all the good clips that i tell myself that's going to be in the deleted scenes video that we'll put on youtube later and of course it's never going to go on youtube later but i don't feel bad about cutting it because i'm not cutting it i'm moving it to the deleted scenes Don't, don't that's actually yourself. a really good way of like mentally parsing it, right? Don't, yeah. don't ask us for those videos. No, yeah, it's just do like, not. It's like that. Basically, we just cut it like it's just the stuff that doesn't have like a clear through line, and it's like it's all very funny, sort of. But it's untethered. It's and, untethered. It yeah. just would yeah. be like a bunch. It's not interesting to see someone go, "Oh, neat," and make like I would say a good joke, but like not good enough to stand completely on its own. Yeah, yeah. I think I also learned like. I don't know if it's a lesson, but it's like I learned my worth is like an on-camera talent. Whereas before I wasn't, I mean, it took a long time, but it's just like you kind of learn like what you're good at. I guess I learned what I was good at hmm. <laughs> by working here. Yeah. So like you get an idea of like what your strengths and your weakness. Like I know my weaknesses far more than I knew when I started, right? Like the way I like where I shine and where I don't and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Putting myself in situations that highlight that or strengthen that or whatever rather than just like doing things just to do them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's fair those deleted scenes it's like mostly ben and like somebody else who ever opened the golden argosy calling it the golden argosy (laughs) and i'm like i can't put this in i well because so they it was it was ben and wheeler and i think someone else opened it as well Mm -hmm. and they were like they were trying to avoid. They were like the Argosy, and from off camera, I'm like, it's pronounced, it's pronounced Argosy. Like Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they thought I was saying Argussy, and I'm like, no, that's a different pronunciation again. <laughs> the internet has poisoned our brains. You, we are. are. Yeah. Well, what maybe. Was, the, was it? Was it? What was the? Was it Tim Hortons? 
ad or something. It was something talking about like the the citrusy flavor of something. <laughs> citrusy. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have That's some lemonade. You know that you are just beyond help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you have been on the internet for too long and you are too horny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you're poisoned. You're poisoned. You're poisoned. You're poisoned. Mm, citrusy. Uh, Cursed. Gosh. Daniel Solis asks, what makes a good this or that round? I'm trying to make one myself, and it's surprisingly tricky. It is. It, is. it really is. It's got to be. So this, for those who aren't aware, on Loading Ready Live, this is a thing that we do occasionally. It's called this or that, and you get presented with a thing that is either X or Y, and you have to guess if it's X or Y. And it, it can be really tricky because we've been sent a lot over the years um, that, are, that uh, involve magic cards specifically, you know, like magic card or this thing. And... Uh, you know, there's one where it's like magic card or League of Legends ability or something, right? Okay. And it's like, sure, that might work, but... We know too much about magic. Or if someone doesn't know a huge amount about either, right? Uh, it's a coin flip. It's just yeah. a coin flip, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to be able to, like, have some ability to reason it out. Because if you've never played magic or League of Legends... Mm-hmm. You're lost. It's too yeah. arbitrary. You're just like, You're I don't just know. doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, though, so it's either got to be something that like everyone can have like uh, maybe a bit of knowledge about or that definitely you have like no frame of reference for. One of my favorites that we did was like um, uh, U.S. high school sports team. Uh, mascot, I think specifically, but mm-hmm. U.S. high school sports team or uh, winning uh, uh, quartet at the like U.S. Uh, annual barbershop quartet championships, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be like the Cole men, and you're like, like well, that King Cole sounds yeah. like a barbershop quartet, yeah. Or are they right? from the Appalachian Mountains? Exactly, yeah. right? And, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't remember if that was one of them. I'm just making it up. But, yeah. like, that kind of thing where it's sort of like, okay, okay, I think we can, like, we can kind of logic this out maybe. Yeah. You know, but if it's just, like, I found a list of, like, I found a, like, really, really, really niche list of names and another really, really, really niche list of names. And the end result is, like, I don't know, A. Right, like if you're just guessing A or B, then it's not it's not great. You mm-hmm. should there's there's got to be something in there that makes the contestants think that they can suss it out, <laughs> even if they can't. It's yeah. kind of like making a good split the room in Jackbox. Oh yeah, it's like the equally hard. Like it's That's like tough. you want to make them, you have to make them think about it, uh-huh. and making them think about it is very hard yeah. because most people. When I, I've seen them play it, like, I haven't watched a lot of this or that, but when I watch them play it, like, Jackbox, which is similar, which is, like, there's usually, most people will just go to a snap decision almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's the, you have to make them just think about it. You have to make them second guess themselves. And, I yeah. think that's incredibly difficult mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make somebody do that. Because <laughs> most humans are just going to be, like, I am right in this or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without giving them enough uh Without giving them enough um, ambiguousness that they can then invent more scenario. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 people yeah, yeah. will make up their own stuff in their mind and be like, oh, but if it was this way, then it would be yes. So I'll say yes. And it's like, I never said that it was that way. Yes. You, yeah. made, you made that up. That's also a, a, 
a problem. It's just like, well, I mean, yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> it's yeah. so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Next from Tom. I'm an American who's been considering moving to Canada due to gestures everywhere. Would you recommend it? And if so, where? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd if, recommend If you're it. not happy with where you live, it's very possible to emigrate to another country. How hard is it? So uh, it depends. It depends on what a you do. Stuff. It uh, depends what your qualifications are and how much how much um, patience and time you personally have for understanding immigration law. Mm -hmm. We have a friend who works in tech who uh, had very little trouble emigrating. He, like he lived in San Francisco and then works in tech and wanted to move here. And the immigration lawyer was like, not a problem. We have another friend who uh, works in medicine. Mm -hmm. uh, and the immigration lawyer was like, you are not going to have an effing issue at all. Yeah. <laughs> you want to move to Canada. Come on in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like. It, Let us roll out a red carpet for you. It's going to depend on your skills or something. How, how, how much, how long you have to wait. I mean, what you can um, do is if you're interested in trying out going to Canada is you can get here in a way that our friend Lily did is she went to school here because oh, yeah, she right. always was interested in living in Canada. And uh, I mean, this is like her story to tell. So this is the extreme TLDR, but she ended up going to Vancouver Film School and realized that she really did like living in Canada, was interested in living here. Once we are on your student visa, then you can get a work visa. And then after a while, she was able to tra uh, to get to be a PR. And I believe she's a full citizen now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I so. Love by the way, brief aside, I love that Vancouver Film School, uh, like it's, it feels like every year, maybe every couple of years, invites back noted Vancouver Film School dropout Kevin Smith yeah. to come back and give a speech to the kids <laughs> basically saying, don't go here, drop out, you don't need it. I don't know why they keep inviting him back, but he, every time he's like, that's <laughs> very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's actually his speech that he gives. Yeah. He's yeah. like, don't, he's like, I didn't need it. Yeah. Don't be here. Didn't work for me. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah. Uh, where? Ugh. I mean, so I love it here. I'm, obviously yeah, I'm Victoria. super partial to BC. Love Victoria. I love BC. It's not cheap. cheap. I no. mean, nowhere in Canada is cheap. Like Canada is expensive compared to the States. Just, you know, for yeah. a whole variety of reasons. Our food is more expensive. Our you think Saskatchewan's expensive? There's no way Probably Saskatchewan's not, not no. that expensive. Yeah. Okay, but Saskatchewan But you left Saskatchewan. But I left Saskatchewan. I'm just saying that you there is a cheap place <laughs> to live. Get your foot in the door. You just get your foot in the door in Saskatchewan. Go to Sa I mean, Saskatoon, honestly, not that bad. And it's a lot and better I, than it used to be. Winnipeg is apparently actually a really nice place to live. Really? Yeah. Huh. They've got a great art scene there. Oh. But we call it Winterpeg. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cold there in the winter, so oh, people okay. don't like it. It is like the howling prairies of minus 40. Yeah. And I'm not saying it has no problems. No place has no problems. Yeah, 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 Canada, yeah. by the way, despite the fact problems. that we, you know, all live here and like it, has a lot of problems. We have yeah. a lot of problems with how we treat First Nations people. Mm -hmm. we, <laughs> the boy, that could be a whole I, other podcast. Yeah, like I spent like, I spent my high school years in a predominantly native community like up north in saskatchewan mm. and we are not helpful or kind <laughs> to them at no. all it's brutal yeah. yeah if ever you see someone on someone on uh, social media getting uh, getting on their high horse about like oh thank goodness they live in canada they're ignorant of several things yeah yeah we have we have our own set of problems That's that sad. said our problems are different, and I feel like to a lesser degree than some of the problems in the States. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, realistically, 
where you think you can get a job is probably the best way to do it because like the easiest way to do it is to like get a work visa and come in and for a different company but you know the east coast is nice there's cheaper places up island yeah like you know but there's just like if you move outside of a major city it is very hard to get work in canada yeah. like there's a reason like most canadians live in major centers just because like when you live in a smaller town like I'm they tend to, to be very boom bust mm -hmm. Because I spent my formative years in Prince George, and that was like, town's doing good, town's doing bad, town's doing good, town's doing bad. And like, town doing good, dad has job. Town doing bad, dad does not have job. Right? That's stressful, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a lot more like resource-based economy and stuff like that. And my dad didn't work in resources, but like town doing good, other people, like people who work in IT, like my dad have jobs, working at resource company. Resource company goes under, dad gets laid off, right? So like, there's that. So I would aim for a larger city just for your own security, peace yeah. of mind, and uh, access to public transport and oh, reasonable yeah. priced food. Yeah, mm, food. <laughs> so yeah, give it a shot. Zen Zephyr asks, what's your favorite joke you've ever written or delivered? Oh my God. So many. I don't. I got one. Go for it. There's a, there's a random quote in the Lurbot from a stream, and I think it was from Pandemic, and I said, sometimes bad juju is just bad you you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Yeah. One of my favorite deliveries, I think, was from an episode of Friday Nights where Kathleen is, is like, laying out a bunch of orders for people to do different things, and then it cuts to me, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I think that one came across really well. Yeah. I'm just like nodding along, smiling. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 no is bad improv, but it's such good comedy. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. funny how that works yeah. out, right? It's like yeah, it's like yeah. You usually don't want to do that to somebody, but I remember asking. Well, in scripted content, it's okay. Yeah, I was performing improv with Synaptic Chaos Theater, which is um, the group that. Beach, we stole Ian and Beach from. Stole Ian and Beach from. Yeah. Um, I was I was performing with them at the anime convention in town, and then afterwards I was like, "How did that go? Was I okay?" Uh, to I think it was uh, Dan who was another member of the of the of the troupe, and he was like, "Yeah, that was really good. You were really funny. You say no a lot, but in a way that works." Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ugh, "What? What is it? Because because I was approaching every scene." like I was writing sketch comedy. And yeah. so I'd, I'd be like, oh, so if I if I know something here, then we can do this thing where it gets back to the end, you know, where the, like, the ending lands as a relation to the start of the scene, which is not how you're supposed to do improv. Mm -hmm. You're just supposed to sort of explore it and let it go and say supposed yes all the time. You're supposed to see how it goes, man. Yeah. There are times when you can say, when, when you can say yes in improv, but not when I was doing it. And so I don't know. I thought that was interesting. It's like, oh, this, it's a very different. Um, uh, I can't remember the word I'm looking for. Um, uh, not job. Vibe. No, not quite. Uh, Experience. Approach. approach is close. It's a very different approach. It's a different yeah. skill set doing improv and stuff. But yeah, I yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Improv is. I mean, we all know how hard it is, but it is incredibly hard. It's, it's just very hard. It's yeah. Tough. Yeah. It's not my skill set because, like, I'm like you. I'm just like, all right. Well, where's the narrative through line? How do we push through to that? Right? Because mm -hmm. that's what you're looking for when you're writing, right? Because when you're writing, you're taking all sorts of factors together, and you're like, okay, we don't just throw stuff out there for the sake of writing because you want it to be tight. You want things to be there because they're important. Like, yes, they should be funny. 
right? Mm-hmm. But like when you have like when you watch an episode of Thirty Rock, which is an exceptionally well written show, you know, there's all of these random throwaway lines that are there just because they th- you think that they're funny, but then they are somehow relevant to the plot or the scene or the episode as a whole, right? Like there's like there's no you shouldn't be wasting time if you're doing a scripted co- comic thing mm-hmm. because you have enough time to write the script and review it and do it over again until it's good. The I think the the phrase that we said most often over the course of writing all the sketches when we did was like, okay, now how do we get out of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'd be going along. We'd be like creating a scenario. It's all very funny. And it's like, but where does this, what happen? How does this end? Where does, yeah. where does this go? We yeah. need to like. Unironically, what's my motivation here? Why is my character doing this? What am I getting out of it? Why is yeah. any of this happening? Right. It's like my biggest complaint with with uh, Saturday Night Live, which is a show that I do quite enjoy, uh, but is that they have a lot of trouble ending sketches. Sometimes yeah. sketches will just stop. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. That's actually... Sometimes that's okay. Like the David S. Pumpkin sketch just kind of <laughs> that stops. One, they don't all need it, but some of them do. It's funny, I never thought about it like that, but the the rare times that I've tried to write a crap shot or something, mm. I'll have like a good joke, but then I go to write it and I'm like, I don't know how to end it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't where's, know what where's to the do. rest of it. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I, don't, I have something very funny right here. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I should be just, <laughs> you know, like go forth my child. You're just yeah, staring yeah. at the script being like, why won't you <laughs> go yeah. do the thing? Yeah. It's tough just yeah. to figure out like, how do I put a nice little bow on this thing? Yeah. I'm, did you have an answer for that, by the way? Oh God, I can't remember anything I've ever said in my life. Um, <laughs> I did good. like, there's one episode of Friday nights where like Cam and I are taking these like advanced personality tests and like he turns out to be Boros and I turn out to be Is it? Oh yeah. And like somebody in the comments pointed out that it's like, well, you know, Kathleen's, you know, thorough scientific litigation of this and Cam, you know, stead- and Cam's steadfast refusal to like accept the results and instead go with what he believes to be correct actually does really demonstrate, you know, the, the respective values of Izzet and Boris. So good job. That was really well written. And like that didn't like that somewhat came across, but wasn't like I would say, I would say that was 10% intentional. So, you know, sometimes good comedy is just, you know, going with your gut instincts about what you think is funny and as long as it makes sense internally and and consistently you know then you know maybe other smarter people will read even better things into it than you did (laughs) (laughs) all right next from pinball witch first reactions only assign each other a wrestling name and theme slash gimmick oh my god Mm. mr huge nice guy he's huge (laughs) and he's quite nice (laughs) that's adam (laughs) All right, I like this already. Mr. Huge Nice Guy. Yeah. First name Huge? Last yeah. name Nice Guy? Yeah. Huge, huge, huge and then Nice how Guy. How about Huge Huge Nice Guy? Like oh, Huge yeah. Guy. Like your like your name your given <laughs> your given guy. name is Huge Guy. Yeah. And yeah. nice it's is like, like the, the, the wrestling yeah. moniker. Yeah. Nice. It's huge nice guy. <laughs> and Vince comes in and is like, You're gonna be guy now. Yeah. Yeah. And then he leaves and Triple H is like, You can have yeah, the name Huge, huge you Back. You can have Huge yeah. Back, here you go. Yeah. And, and Triple then H has been restoring people's first names. It's great. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Rest the Order is being restored. Yeah. Oh. Matt but Riddle is the Matt same Riddle time. again. Austin Theory is Austin was he, Theory Was he just Riddle for a while? Yep. Yeah. And Theory, theory was just Theory. Yeah. Now he's Austin again. Yeah. Christ. It's bad. It was bad. I it's mean, still weird, but now... Kathleen would be something... Yeah. There was a... Uh, oh, man. I can't remember the wrestler's name, but in WCW in the 90s, there was a wrestler named, like, Max something, and he was, like... <laughs> he came out with, like, a guitar... 
like played like electric guitar all the time. Oh, he was like a metal, like a metal. But you wouldn't be so much metal, but maybe you'd just be, you'd be some kind of a music gimmick. I think. Oh yeah, your theme song would be something by King Giz. Oh, for sure. Yeah, probably like from. Maybe you just come out and give scathing pitchfork reviews oh, of all the yeah. other wrestlers. Oh, yeah. What would be good wrestling <laughs> themes? Something from Infest the Rat's Nest, probably, because it's like heavy and probably aggressive. yeah. I feel I feel like if we're. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really given a lot of thought to my wrestling because, like, realistically, I don't have the wherewithal to be a wrestler. I'm definitely <laughs> like a like a Paul Heyman, Vicky Guerrero kind of like oh, mouthpiece manager. Yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. manager. You could mm. be like a goth Orange Cassidy. You oh know? yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, you know, oh just yeah, not caring. You're like whatever. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Adam. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. That could work. I could see that working. That'd be amazing. You know? Yeah, uh, you could pull that off. I have no idea. I've never Graham. I don't know. We've joked about it, like that. My what was the finisher? Uh, the stark contrast. Yeah, that's a really good name. Yeah, for mm-hmm. finisher. I, I like, like that, that one. Uh, but I, pff, I don't know. I've never thought of Do what you, kind of wrestler I would be. Kathleen's a baby face because I think people would latch on to yeah. a goth that doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think people would just really like Is that. Huge nice guy, a heel. Yes, just, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and plus, I think if I was going to wrestle, I would love to be a heel. Oh yeah. I want to make 20,000 people. people boo me. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of power in that. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like, I mean, why anybody gets into wrestling is because you make people feel things. It's like the same thing that we're doing here. Like you're just like, you're making people feel emotions and there's a power in that, right? Like it's addictive, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just like you make someone laugh or you make somebody happy or whatever, or make them feel anything as far as like written or like acting acted media, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. But it's just like anything like that. And I just think, man, getting people just to like care enough to like boo a character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you are a character on screen or on TV and mm-hmm. people are so upset at you. They're going to boo you. <laughs> it's just like, I think there's a lot of power in that. Yeah. yeah it's excellent. Plus it- being a bad guy is way more fun, right? It's also easier. It's That's true. So it's much so harder. much easier to insult someone and get yeah. them angry than to like make people feel, especially if they like, really care about their local sports team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah, it's, it's so just, uplifting people because even if you generally try to be uplifting, you're going to run into people like me who are like, "Oh no, stop! Yeah. Gross! <laughs> Gross please. Stop making me feel happy!" Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, it's just so much easier to be a bad guy, which yeah. is. I mean, probably says a lot about our culture. <laughs> so look forward to the future of Living Ready Run where we're all bad guys. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that's it. We've we're done that video. We did do that video, yeah. yeah. Alternate universes and all, everything. Uh, we I, did multiverse content before. It was cool. What's up? I think that you're wrestling gimmick currently. Uh-huh. You should be the smooth Englishman. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you could, like, you know, dress up kind of like Jason Statham, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, and so you're just like this uh, English guy who goes and, like, you know, is bald mm. for now. And then when your hair comes back, you can, you know, take your face, you can do a face turn, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you could be like, oh, you could be like one of those people from the Shaun of the Dead village, but not a a murderous cult member. Right. Right? Like a a funny, weird, creepy English person, but in a nice way. Danhausen, but English. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As a heel, of course, I can't, I won't be wrestling for the next 12 days out of respect. (sighs) Oh my God. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll show up to the ring. Someone will challenge me and I'll be like, I'm sorry, I... 
I cannot. I, I can't residue until the, you know. <laughs> and you use until that for like two years. Yeah. Until the funeral, yes. Yeah, yeah, until the queen's in the earth. Yeah. <laughs> with all the boggarts and demons she now rules over. Yeah, and then the, <laughs> the face gets to insult the queen. And it's all, ooh, you know, it's all. Yeah, yeah great. We got the next storyline mapped out. It's perfect. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for Askler. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this month. That was a blast. Um, as a reminder, uh, everything that we do is brought to you by you, whether it's on our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun, by subscribing to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash loadingreadyrun, or by becoming a member on our YouTube channel or giving thanks on any of the YouTube channels. Don't forget to check out all the other YouTube channels because we've got several of those now. Uh, and if you do become a member, you get to ask questions. So keep an eye out if you're a YouTube member on this channel. Keep an eye out for Heather's community post, uh, which will be coming up next month to ask for questions for the next episode of Askler. But until then, thanks to Heather for getting these online. Thanks to Paul for being on tech. I've been Graham, joined by Kathleen. Yo. And Adam. Hi. And that's been Askler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye. everybody. Mm -hmm.